Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the CLNS Media's New England Patriots post-game show. I'm your host, Mike Molino, alongside my guy, Marvin is on with the brand new cut, looking yes, brand new over sir. here. No fourth quarter magic today for the New England Patriots. They fall to the Carolina Panthers at home, 33-30. to Carolina's kicker kicked the game-winning field goal to give them the victory right as time expired in the fourth quarter. Another game, Marv, where the defense just can't get it done facing a guy in Cam Newton who came into this game as one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, has been struggling all season long. <laughs> but he gets an opportunity to play the Patriots, and he puts up 2015 Cam Newton numbers. You know, huge game from him, huge game from his team. They got the win, and the Patriots yet again struggled defensively to make anything happen. Once again, Mike, once again, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. First, it's like, oh, they get better. All right. You know, things will be. Nope. This defense, the Patriots defense is trash. Kaka, doo horrible, garbage. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. This defense is, you have a guy in Cam Newton who people are saying they're breaking down. You. He was horrible. He couldn't. He wasn't mobile anymore. And he comes over here, drops. What's the numbers? Twenty-two for twenty-nine, three hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns. Then runs for eight. Runs eight times, forty-four yards in a touchdown. Cam Newton was like you mentioned, MVP. Cam Newton from two thousand fifteen had a hell of a game against this defense. And this defense broke down so many broken coverages, missed tackles. I just don't know where we are with this defense. It's, it's puzzling. It's perplexed. And still, with all that being said, Mike, the Patriots still had a chance to win this game. You know, Patriots were down 30 to 16 with, I believe, 12 minutes left in the game to go. And Brady comes back, leads them back to 30 to 30. You have your defense in with three minutes left. They get a stop on third down and what happens a penalty on Stephen Gilmore a guy who you paid how much over 30 over 30 mil he hasn't really shown up in these four games and now he he got he got penalized for having hand on hand on the face which he got penalized for earlier in the game as well and that cost us first down and the rest is history Panthers moved down the field kick the field goal and win at Gillette. Once again, the Patriots lose in Gillette to the Carolina Panthers. Sad. 
sad defense was just sad. Brady was Brady as usual, you know, did his best to try to bring bring the heroics, but the Patriots defense couldn't get away this time. Yeah, man. I mean, I think there's two obvious things that are, are really, you know, starting to make sense. First and foremost, I think everybody who's been watching the Patriots can agree that defense is bad and it's been very bad. That's first and foremost. Second, the way it's looking and how things are progressing four games into the season, it's looking like a season where the Patriots are going to fully rely on Brady and the offense to carry this team. And as far as they go, as far as the whole team will go, you know, they've played four games and they've faced two different style of quarterbacks. You know, they faced Drew Brees, Alex Smith, guys who want to stay in the pocket, you know, dissect defenses, you know, in the pocket with their arm. And then you face the mobile type of quarterback, like a Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson from Houston, who not able, not only are they able to do things in the pocket with their arm, but they're quick to break out and pick up yards with their feet. Brady, I mean, the Patriots defense couldn't contain the mobile quarterback and they couldn't contain, you know, the pocket, you know, the pocket quarterbacks like uh, Breeze and, and Alex Smith. Who can the Patriots stop? It's, it's looking Nobody. tough. Nobody. You know, one thing that we've said over and over about the Patriots uh, is that, you know, they lack pass rush. That's one, what was their major issue for a while. It's just that they lack pass rush. They had that bend, not break mentality. You know, the secondary is pretty solid. Uh, guys up front who got the job done have a pass rush now not only do the Patriots still not have a pass rush now the secondary is looking shaky now they're missing tackles now there's blown coverages on top of the fact that they still can't get to the quarterback there's a lot of issues with this team you know you would hope that week one okay they'll have the issues hopefully they'll fix week things week two week two issue still there week three issue still there and you get a, a guy today like I said earlier in Cam Newton who has been struggling so far to start the season and he comes to New England, comes to Gillette Stadium, comes to Foxborough, and puts on one hell of a performance and leads his team to a victory. Like you said, you know, we all watched. The Patriots had a chance. Brady, late game heroics, fourth quarter again, Brady was on point. Two touchdown drives, you know, finding guys, moving his team down the field where they were able to tie this game up at 30 apiece. You know, that's just something we expect from Tom Brady. He has the capability of making that stuff happen, you know, being a hero in the fourth in the fourth quarter. But at the same time, I'd rather a game where Tom Brady plays great and the defense holds the team to, you know, seven points, ten points, whatever the case may be. Fourth quarter comebacks as much they're great to watch. You know, everybody likes to see a heroic performance, you know, they're great to watch. <clears throat> but I think most people, most coaches would rather a game where their offense plays well and the defense holds a team down where there's no re reason to have fourth quarter heroics in a comeback. You could just leave the game from fourth, first quarter to fourth quarter, you know, pound the team, hold them down, and they get a victory that way. We're reaching to the area where the new, this New England Patriots team is very similar to the team in 2010, 2011 area. You know, when Brady was amazing, he had those MVP years, but the defense was horrible. And reminds me of the year when Patriots went to the Super Bowl in 11 against the New York Giants. If you remember, the Patriots didn't have a good defense. Not only did they not have a good defense, 
They weren't even supposed to be in the Super Bowl. The Ravens were winning. They were beating us. And then Lee Evans dropped that big catch in the end zone yep. that really that moved the Patriots on. You know, it took a lot of luck. It took Belichick. It took Brady. And that's how they were able to move on. This team right now, Mike, I don't see making it far into the postseason, let, let alone let's think Super Bowl. This defense has so many holes, like you mentioned. The pass rush is still not there. With Trey Flowers and De Dietrich Wise, those are young prospects who are going to develop into great players. We can see that. But for right now, they haven't they haven't got gotten there yet. The linebacker, the mid you have Hightower, of course, who's great. You know, he makes big plays, made a big play in the in the fourth quarter, but he's not healthy. And then you you surround Hightower with guys who can't stay on the field. Landry hasn't been on the field much. Van Noy's there, but he's not a great he's not a great middle linebacker. Landon Roberts got hurt. There's a lot of injuries going on. David Harris didn't play today. A lot of injuries going on in the linebacker court. And then you go into the secondary. <laughs> this is where you this is your bread and butter. Mm -hmm. You got a guy in Malcolm Butler. You got a guy in Stephen Gilmore. You we've seen what Butler can do for the past two years. He's been there. He's you could say he's been a top 10 cornerback in this in the NFL. You could really make that argument. Stephen Gilmore, you know, pro bowler cornerback. You pay him all this money to come into the system. Big receiver. However, we don't we don't see that connection. We don't see that link going on with Gilmore. And he's the reason, he's another reason why you lost this game, you know. Because of the penalties, because of the missed coverages. I'm not saying it's all on Gilmore in that play because this defense was horrible throughout. And you you brought you broke it down with the quarterbacks that we played. Is this the New England Saints? <laughs> wow, what a comparison. The New England Saints. Is this the New England Saints? But think yeah, about it. True. You have a high powered quarter, high powered offense, great quarterback, great weapons. But then another team comes and just dumps more points on you. Yeah, Brady's forty. He's a he's an amazing quarterback, and he's but you you're going to the season now where you're expecting Brady to outperform the other quarterback every single game, or he has to have the same performance. The one time he didn't do that so far is against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they lost that game because Alex Smith was unbelievable against our our defense. This is. Legit, the New England Saints. <laughs> I mean, that's a great comparison to make. You know, the New Orleans Saints are notoriously have been a team where Breeze puts up yards. You know, he's led the league in passing yards, you know, multiple times. You know, the Saints have led the league in points multiple times. But on the defensive side of things, you know, they have been a team that just can't stop other teams. With that being said, though, what you mentioned before, you know, Brady being 40 years old, you know, 40-year-old quarterback, yes, it's Tom Brady, yes, he's the GOAT, you want him to play well. But at the same time, so far this season, Brady has taken a lot of hits. Yeah. He has taken a lot of hits, you know, he's a lot of sacks. You know, you don't want, no team wants their quarterback to be hit, period. But when you have a guy who is a pocket quarterback like Tom Brady, you know, he's a surgeon in the pocket. He's able to dissect defenses with whatever type of receivers he has on the field with him. You want to protect that guy at all costs, especially with his age, because we all know in the NFL, players are one hit away 
from having their whole season, whole career, whatever the case may be, change at an instant, especially at the age of 40. Especially at the age of 40, where your body's been taking a beating for years and years. You know, you want to do everything you can to protect Tom Brady. The offensive line has been somewhat shaky. I mean, obviously, I think things could be a lot worse. I know there are a lot worse situations in the NFL where other teams and quarterbacks are taking a beating, you know, almost every every drive. Uh, but I think, especially looking at Tom Brady and what the Patriots have in Tom Brady, the protection for him has to be better. Obviously, you know, what I'm saying sounds kind of off because Brady's been playing well, you know. The guy won back-to-back -back Offensive Player of the Week uh, awards. And in this game today against the, the Panthers, 32-45, 307 yards and two touchdown passes. You give another quarterback in the league those stats, you know, they're That's probably win. winning the game. That's a win. That's a yeah. win. It's great stats. Uh, but at the same time, like we just said, 40 years old, pocket quarterback, he must be protected. And, you know, you bring in a guy in Marcus Cannon who finally played this week after injury. So – I'm not as worried with the offensive line as I am the defense. Yes, the offensive line is – it needs to be better. Nate Solder, I said it. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. He's he's slowed down. He's not the same Nate Solder ever since this injury, and Brady is suffering because of that. They really need to start looking at this the left tackle situation because you're going to start facing better defenses than the Carolina – Carolina Panthers, which is an okay defense, you know, it's a solid defense, and they've got to Brady a couple times, which, you know, affects Brady's play throughout the game when you start really hammering into him. But Brady, he was great, you know, 300-plus yards, two touchdowns. That fourth quarter he led, he led, he went for 11 for 14, 104 yards, and brought them back in like eight minutes. And this, you know, you leave it up to the defense at that point to try to win you the game in. This defense is not going to win you any games. There's not enough playmakers. It, it's as if they've toned out Matt Patricia. It's as if they have – I don't know what's going on. You see you see in the sideline Patricia really yelling at them, screaming at them for missed coverages and stuff. But how do you have so many blown coverages in a game? And you let these, these receivers look like superstars out there. Kevin Benjamin's been having a slow year. He came in hobbled. He went for four receptions, 104 yards. Funches, another guy, seven seven receptions, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. These receivers are have been carving up the Patriots all season so far. And now with game four, that's a large enough sample size. You broke down the different type of quarterbacks. You have a game manager in Alex Smith who had a career game against the Patriots. Then you have a rookie. Rookies? <laughs> Rookies come into Gillette and rot. Yeah, the stat was out there. Belichick's success against rookie quarterbacks, you know. And Watson looked amazing. If it wasn't for poor poor game management and heroics from Brady, you lose that game. And then you have Breeze. We all know what he can do. We know his resume. And now Cam Newton, like you said, Mike, this guy has been horrible. Struggled all season long. He's been, he hasn't been mobile He's been throwing the ball all over the place, hasn't been hitting his receivers, and he comes in here efficient, 22 for 29. That's as efficient as you can get coming into Gillette. And, Mike, I have a question to ask you. This is the second game now that the Patriots have dropped in Gillette Stadium. Has Gillette lost its, its mystique? 
Ha, that's a good question to ask. I mean, honestly, when you have Belichick and Brady, you know, still leading things for the New England Patriots, I don't think Gillette Stadium could ever lose its mystique. You know, there's been so many years and so many stats have come on. Pitchers have gone some extended period of times and they never lose at a game at Gillette Stadium. They probably have records in, in the history books that say, you know, team that's never lost at their home field for X amount of time. You know, Gillette, it hasn't been around as long as Lambeau Field, but it has that same type of Lambeau Field mystique where you coming into our stadium, the chances of you winning are highly unlikely. And I mean, even when it gets to the playoffs, you know, usually the years where Patriots clinch home field advantage throughout, most fans are probably saying, Patriots got home field advantage, easy ride to the Super Bowl. Just got to get the job done on the field. But four games into the season, you know, Patriots have already lost two games at home. It does make it seem like, oh, people can come into the to Gillette Stadium and get a win. Do I say it's fully lost his mystique? I don't think so. As long as you have Belichick and Brady, <laughs> I think the mystique stands. Especially, you know, I want to say when it calls for big games, if there's a big game at Gillette Stadium, I'd say I'd put trust and faith in, in Belichick and Brady at home. But yeah, it doesn't look good when you know, when you know a team that rarely loses at home has already blown right. and lost two games early on the season. It's gone. I Jeez. think it's gone, Mike. It's Come gone. On. The mystique here in Gillette is it's over, done with. You're four games into the season. You have three home games, and you easily could have lost three home games. The opening night at Gillette that should be automatic. Right there. Coming off the Super Bowl win? Coming off the Super Bowl win. You're at home with your hit. Automatic, you lose. Okay, you drop that one. You can flip it and say it was opening. Now you're still getting things together. You know, a lot of distractions, yada, yada. Cool. <laughs> Second game at Gillette, you bring in the rookie quarterback. Like, you know, I keep bringing this up, but it's a great example. You bring in a, a rookie quarterback whose second game is this is the second game into the season, mm -hmm. his first full game against you, and he lights you up. And if it wasn't for, like I keep saying, poor, poor game management and Brady heroics, you really lose that game because of your defense. Then now with the Carolina Panthers, a struggling quarterback. Team this is a big game. If you ask me, you go up 3-1, you fight, you're fighting for position. The ASC is something we never say before. So this is a big game. Carolina comes and drops 33 points on you at Gillette. Teams now can come into Gillette and know they can drop points. They can drop points on you. And if their defense holds up Brady for a couple of quarters, they could come out with the win. And if you ask me, that right there means you lost you, you lost your mystique. <laughs> Hey, Tom Brady, Belichick, the Patriots have history and a resume that backs them up. Like I said before, if it's a big game, Mystique's still there. I don't think a team can come in when a big game's on the line and you have Brady on the so, Define big game. Big game, like a playoff game. Maybe a, a divisional, so divisional matchup. Well, I mean, with the defense and how it's looking, your your fear and worry makes complete sense, you know, because this defense hasn't showed that they can really sustain any type of play. I went through the different types of quarterback. They've blown up and been terrible against all of them. And as the season progresses, it's only going to get worse.
if they don't fix their issues. They have the players there. I mean, a couple players are gone from, you know, previous season and whatnot. For, for the most part, it's the same system is still in place. The same coach is still in place. The, the same defensive coordinator is still in place. But now it's just all about, you know, performing in the system and being able to do what the Patriots have been doing, especially the last couple of years. You don't, you know, I'm not looking for a legion of boom type of lockdown defense. They're not giving up zero points. I mean, I know last year, you know, they led the the, the league in the least amount of points yeah. given up. But you got to get back to at least that bend but not break mentality. You know, like I said before, fourth quarter heroics are great from Brady, but I think teams would rather, or the Patriots would rather, Tom Brady have a great game and the defense play solid at the same time. This episode is sponsored by Greats. Makers of the all-time greats, classic, stylish, and comfortable sneakers sold at a great price. Greats is a Brooklyn-based first sneaker company. They sell all the greats, classic styles made for the best for less. Wide selections of men's and women's shoes, versatile styles suitable for any occasion. Tons of their different colors and materials to choose from. Their best sellers include all leather royale laced up Worcester slip-ons. You can check these out along with lots of other styles at greats.com. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Save 15% on your first order with our offer code TRAGS. Go to greats.com, that's G-R-E-A-T-S dot com, and be sure to enter T-R-A-G-S to save 15% at checkout. Greats also believes so much in their shoes. They offer a no-risk return at exchange policy to guarantee that you get in to the right fit in your style. That's greats.com and use our code TRAGS to save 15%. We thank Greats for sponsoring this podcast. Question for you, Marv. Talk to me. <laughs> We've been here killing the defense. You know, we know they've performed terribly, you know, these first four games of the season. Defense cool. Offense has been great. Tom Brady, for the most part, has been great. You know, won back-to-back offensive play of the uh, week awards. They're playing great. Weapons have been solid. Gronk's healthy, looking good. You have a game with last week. Cooks, Brandon Cooks, heavily involved, gets the game-winning touchdown. You know, it kind of looks like, okay, finally, Cooks is looking like he's going to be a big part of the offense. Then you get to a game today, barely targeted, a couple of receptions, not a lot of yards. What is the deal with Cooks? You know, how do you go from – Week three performance where he looking like, you know, okay, he's the next big threat next to Gronk on this team. And then he just kind of disappears and takes a back seat to the rest of the guys, even though he's clearly the most talented receiver on the team. I'm glad you brought this up, Mike, because this is this is starting to get annoying to me. Now. <laughs> this is really starting to become something to look out for. Brandon Cooks is the most talented receiver on the Patriots. True. And on most occasions, he's going to be the most talented receiver on the field. There's no, there should be no reason why Brandon Cooks only has three receptions for, let me see how many yards. He had three receptions for 38 yards, zero touchdowns. And two of those receptions came in the fourth quarter when Brady was leading his comeback. Brandon Cooks and Brady have yet to connect. And I'm going to put some of the blame here on <gasps> Tom Brady. He needs to look for him more. He needs to get him more involved. 
When you watch, when you watch them play, good things happen anytime you give Brandon Cooks the ball. It's a first down. He he makes a guy miss it. Something positive, a flag comes in. Something positive happens every time when you throw Brandon Cooks a ball. Get him involved. He's your best weapon other than Rob Gronkowski on the field right now. And you, we saw the magic he can do last week against the Texans. How the, the guy can make plays. He's a playmaker. Use him throughout. Don't use him just in the fourth quarter when you're leading him. You're trying to lead a comeback. Get him involved early in the first quarter. Get him involved in the second, throughout the whole game. That way you can build that rapport. But if you're just sporadically trying to find him, it's not going to work. We know Chris Hogan's been amazing so far in his past four games. He had a great game, five receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. He's been great. He's taken that next step up when Edelman's gone down. But Cooks is that weapon on the outside that Brady, you know, we've seen Brady's not afraid to throw down the field this year. Not at all. You give him protection, he's going to do it. We need to see more from Brandon Cooks. Three receptions, not enough. 38 yards, not enough. Brady's capable of finding him. I don't know what it is between them that they haven't really connected yet. You thought maybe last after you seen last week, it, it's begun. You thought it's, it was liftoff. Yep, guys. Those guys finally caught, but it hasn't been that yet. So we'll see. I don't know, but that means Brady needs to find Cooks, man. <laughs> Feed Cooks. He calls him Cookie. Feed Cookie. <laughs> Looking at the stat line there, I saw you got Dwayne Allen, one target. Target, no receptions, nothing from him. You want me to talk about Dwayne Allen? I'll talk about I mean, him. No, that's your guy, <laughs> Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen's the opposite of Brandon Cooks. <laughs> you, you know how I said everything good happens when you throw Brandon Cooks the ball? Everything bad happens when you throw Dwayne Allen Come on. the ball. He's trying. He's trying. What is he trying at? He had that one, the one target. You know, he almost reeled, reeled it in and tried to sell it to the ref, but he just, you know, he's Get trying. Get Dwayne Allen off the field. <laughs> Get him off the field. I can't I can't stand seeing Dwayne Allen there. If he's in there, it's better be because Galicia's running the ball. That's it. <laughs> Just to block. Just to block. block. Dwayne Allen has been a fail. And to be honest, there's been a couple of fails that's looking like so far with this offseason. This offseason, we came in thinking this offseason is going to be great. That was the greatest offseason. Yeah, this is the greatest offseason ever. They're going all in. And you thought that, you know, Brady's 40. You're really going all in. You get a star cornerback. You get in the superstar cooks. You get all of these weapons. You're not thinking two and two. Not Even with Edelman down, you're not thinking two and two with this team. And it's early, you know, two and two. Last time they went two and two in 2014, they won the Super Bowl. Well, if you put it like that, I guess but, we just got to continue to watch and hope for the best. We just got to watch the hope for the best, but they play soon. It's a, it's a quick turnaround. Thursday, Thursday game against the Buccaneers, against another team that's high-powered. Winston can really light it up. Yeah, Mike Evans is the top receiver in this league without a question. Without a question. And the return of Doug Martin. That's going to be a, a, that's a sneaky storyline. Doug Martin's going to bring another different aspect. Fresh legs, you know, he's not – it was suspended first three, four games, fresh legs. How can this defense try to bounce back? And we keep talking, I feel like every week we say, how can this defense bounce back? They haven't bounced they yet. Bounced, they ain't bouncing anything. <laughs> Someone get them a trampoline or something. <laughs> they need to bounce back. 
Well, yeah, like you said, they get the opportunity this coming Thursday night, 8.25, I believe is the start time, on the road in Tampa Bay taking on the Buccaneers. But my man Marv, looking at the time, we're not done. We're not. We're not. We're not done talking about this Patriots defense. It's that time of the show where we hand out the stars and sorries of the game. And for me personally, you know, looking at this game, obviously, yes, the Patriots took a loss. But there's one guy who tried his best to lead the charge to bring this team back and to hopefully put him in a position to win the game. You know, obviously, he can only play on the offensive side of the football. You know, Tom Brady can't play. Defensive back. You can't play linebacker. This guy's Giselle. <laughs> Tom Brady can't throw and catch and play D. He can't and all throw this. the ball to himself and catch it. He can't go there and deflect passes and intercept. He can only play quarterback. And in this game, again, fourth quarter, I think the team put up 14 points in that final quarter and were able to tie the game. But, you know, as a team, they couldn't get it done. But Tom Brady had a hell of a performance. Uh, his stat line, if any other quarterback had that stat line, it's probably a win. I got to give him credit for at least putting the team in the position to possibly win the game, maybe push it to overtime and take it from there. We've seen what happens a couple of times when Patriots take the games to overtime, you know, yep. just from history. Uh, but I got to give a star of the game to Tom Brady and how he performed. Obviously, they got the loss, but he put him and he gave him the chance to be there and get the win. Tom Brady had a great game, you know, two touchdowns, 300 yards. Protect that man. That front offensive line, especially Nate Solder, too, is is very shaky to say the least. Brady needs to find cooks. He needs to find cooks early, early and often to get him going. Not saying just the offense is the reason why we lost, but the offense can always be better. And I that's the only reason why I can't give it to Brady because I can't give losers a star of the game. That's just I can't do that. <laughs> so my star has to go to. The 2015 MVP, Cam Newton, came out and just lit it up. Like we said, 22 for 29, 316 yards, three touchdowns, did it with his legs, had almost, what, 80 yards in his – 40 – oh, sorry, 44 <laughs> yards, a touchdown, eight carries. Um, he was great out there. He looked mobile. He, You know, you were saying how there was reports out there saying that officials think his body's broken down. He didn't look broken down against us, man. He Not at all. He looked rejuvenated. And, you know, Deshaun Watson went off the the week after he played the Patriots. I think this, their team scored 50-plus points. Sure did. Who knows that this is a bounce-back game for Cam Newton that he needed to go. You know, anytime you face the New England Saints now, I guess you can just have you can just have career games and, move on forward to have happier times. Patriots, <laughs> Patriots need to really work on their defense. But Cam Newton, you are the star, CLNS star. For me. I got to give it to Cam. Like I said, great game. You know, he's out there doing his little, you know, all this first down type stuff, all that extra. Giving, giving out game balls to Gillette fans, New England fans. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, yeah, I can't disagree with you there. Cam Newton. Start the game in Marv's eyes. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you sorry. sorry. Man, I know we've been straight trashing on them all show. But I think they fully deserve it. It's four weeks now. The Patriots have given up yards, mm. big plays, mm. and a lot of points. Mm -mm -mm. And if you're giving up those, most likely 
you're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for the Patriots, they have a man named Tom Brady who can lead comebacks and whatnot. But the way this defense is looking and is set up to look for the rest of the season, this team is not going to end far. I'm thinking, like, you know, hopefully AFC ch- – nah. Wild card, maybe. Whoa. Whoa. Divisional Whoa. rounds, hopefully. Hey. Hold on. And if the way the defense is playing, you go up against a high-powered offensive team in the AFC, and you can't bend but not break, it's not going to be a pretty ending to the season. This for defense the, is broke. <laughs> it's not going to be a pretty ending to the season for the New, New England Patriots unless they can fix things. But from today's performance against the Carolina Panthers and a quarterback, like we said, has struggled coming into this game, there's only one thing I got left to say to the Patriots defense. Sorry. And Mike, hold on. Don't move. Because no, we're going to give them a double. Sorry. Because that's my sorry, too. Man, this defense goes from Patricia down. Feels like Patricia doesn't have his guys ready to play. I don't know. These blown coverages are outlandish. You see pick plays where a receiver goes right, two cornerbacks go right with them, and then there's a receiver left by himself in the left. It's it's perplexing. I don't know what's going on with this Patriots defense right now. And it's hard to think that they're just going to right the ship right away. You think maybe when you're facing a, a offense like the Texans, a struggling offense like the Panthers, you can really st- start to pick things up. And the opposite happens. And I, I don't see a trade happening, a one-player trade that can really fix this defense like when you brought in a kid to leave. This is something I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It starts with the secondary. You got McCordy, Butler, Gilmore, three guys that we know can play in this league. At a high level. At a high level. It starts with them. If they can write the ship, hopefully maybe it'll trickle down. But with those, those three guys, that secondary, if they can't play better, don't even, don't even talk to me about championship games. No, I don't, want, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. This defense needs to play better. Brady shouldn't have to match throw for throw, touchdown for touchdown with every quarterback. He can call his buddy Drew Brees and ask, how, how's that going for him? Yeah. Not too well. One Super Bowl <laughs> win, yeah. one trip to the Super Bowl. Sorry. But, I mean, hey, they get an opportunity to hopefully right their wrongs Thursday night. Like I said, they'll be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the start time for that game is 825. And we right after the game, back on YouTube doing our thing. Uh, any final thoughts, Mar, before we go? Final thoughts. Gaskowski, your guy, man, he had a he had a he had a big, big, big kick, you know, to end the half 58 yards. Patriots have done a really good job at the end of has and then of course to get some points out there before heading back into the locker room another another great execution by Kaskowski 58 yards his career high so that was a positive because you could you've seen in this game how missing the extra point or field goal can really switch things up early in the game Panthers missed an extra point that allowed the Patriots to really come back without you having to use a two-point conversion you learn from my guy right here you know like I said we'll be right here after the Patriots take on the Buccaneers, giving you our reactions, you know, analysis, breaking it all down on the CLNS Media Network. Alongside my guy, Marvin Azan, 
I am Mike Molyneux. We'll see you guys real soon. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.